I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you are paying any attention to the news, you are aware of what happened this weekend. Horrifying news. Two Burnsville police officers killed. One Burnsville officer, police officer shot, paramedic shot and killed the individual who murdered these three individuals and tried to kill another individual, took his life. And we've spent a lot of time the last few days, like all of you discussing this, trying to understand this, honoring those who have left us, 
losing out on thousands and thousands of moments of joy, uh, sending our best to their family and friends, and also trying to understand what this is like in many ways, including from the police side. I have been friends with Tony Adams uh, in town for decades. Tony was a, a longtime successful police officer with the city of Minneapolis. His family, whether it's his brother or nephew, also for a long time associated with great police work in the city of Minneapolis. Tony is now the director of security for the uh, Timberwolves. I think he said as long as Chad Hartman is no longer employed by the Timberwolves, I will take this job. I believe that was one of his stipulations. Uh, And uh, Tony is here. That's probably our only lighthearted moment because this is a uh, very, very serious topic. Tony, like all of our guests, is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thanks, my friend. Thank you for taking time to talk about such a uh, serious topic. Remind me, how many years for you as a member of MPD? 30 years, Chad. 30 years 30 went pretty years. fast, too. Man, I don't know how that's possible, as young as you are. 30 years. Okay, 30, you're, um, you're in Indianapolis with uh, Chris Finch and the coaching staff. You're with Anthony Edwards. You're with Carl Towns uh, on Sunday. But I know you pay attention to what's going on. I know you have hundreds, hundreds of police contacts when did you hear the first news? When did you hear about the news, the tragedy, and what was your immediate reaction? You know, I first heard about it from my wife. She sent me the, the article, and then I had some some former colleagues that are still working on the job. They sent me the information, and it's it's it's, it's a sad, very sad situation, especially when you lose anybody in the line of duty to violence like that. You know, Chad, I was involved in three or four shootings myself. So I know how critical they can be. Um, it's just, you know, when you're responding to a domestic situation, that's one that can always catch you off guard. It's because you never know what to expect. And, you know, just think about when you have to approach the house, you approach, your, your, you know, you don't have cover. Um, you're coming up a driveway or you come up a sidewalk, and it makes it difficult. Did you learn that right away, Tony? Or did it take a few years with the service? Is everyone we've talked to this week or the other conversations I've heard or the stories I've read have all talked about this uncertainty with domestic calls, the emotion, um, just really you don't have time to maybe have as many police officers with you as you would like to. How did that evolve for you in your thinking the longer you were a police officer? You know, like you said, it, it, you don't want to get caught off guard. But uh, and you look at the situation in Minneapolis now; they have very little officers, maybe three, three hundred plus walked away after the, the riots and protests. And so your numbers are very limited with your resources. And you know, to be to be able to have two or three officers show up at a domestic is 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 kind of you know a down situation. And you know, there's a lot of factors that play into this like have you ever been to this house before do you know they have a history of violence um you know what, what's the mental health uh what is this, does this person have mental health problems so it's it's always when you're going to domestic you're kind of a sitting duck because again you, you have to approach from the front front of the house and 
when you're approaching, you never know what's what's going to happen. 30 years as an officer with the Minneapolis Police Department, Tony Adams is with us. It's 12 uh, past hour two here on CCO. Uh, very comprehensive story in the Star Tribune, which popped up last night in the papers today about the assaults directed towards police over the last decade plus. From a decade ago, they are up. Reported assault incidents towards police officers up 160%. Officers have reported at least 3,400 assaults in Minnesota since 2021. That is an enormous number. 10% increase last year. 94 occurred last month. Why do you think that is, Tony? Why are these assaults and attacks at police officers? Any number is unacceptable, but why are they jumping at this level? Well, you, you know, you take it, it goes back to, you know, your officers involved in shootings with, you know, with citizens. Um, the, the, the amount of emotions, the anger right now with some citizens, um, your court system not, you know, not fully doing their job. You know, your prosecutor is not fully doing their job. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a culmination of a whole bunch of things. And then we're just, I mean, we're not holding people accountable anymore. And that's the hard part. 30% of these assaults, by the way, just to back up our domestic conversation, 30% of the assaults on Minnesota police occurred in domestic uh, responses. Think about Think about how high of a percentage is. Okay, when you say that, because I hear that from pretty much everybody I talk to in law enforcement, we're not holding these individuals accountable enough. What should we do? What should specifically be different to hold these individuals more accountable? Well, I mean, the one thing, Chad, and the one thing that has changed things is, is you have to prosecute. And I, I'm a former investigator uh, of narcotics and in the homicide unit for a while and, and sex crimes and whatever. And again, you have to prosecute because if they're not going to, if they're not going to take it serious, then what makes them, if, if there's no consequences, what say they're not going to, they're, they're going to do it over and over and over. And so I can guarantee you out of most of your domestic, domestic cases, those in the, that individual may have three or four cases within a two year time frame. And if you're not holding them accountable and, and put them in jail, then it's just going to happen over and over. We have this story, and I'll remind folks, Tony Adams, former Minneapolis police officer for 30 years. My friend for about the same amount of time is with us. It's uh, 15 past two. We've had a number of stories, including this one, Tony, where protection orders were pursued and not granted. And you worked in a lot of areas, including as an investigator, and you still pay close attention to this. When, when you see this story and you see other stories and where protection orders were not granted, what is your thought when you see that? No, that, that's, that's um, normally in a case like that, it's, 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 you know, you would think that the victim of the, of the case does not follow up. Um, sometimes your victims don't follow up with the prosecution, it makes it harder for the state to to charge the case, and sometimes you know they do. But you know, again, that order for protection is is just a piece of paper to say you're not supposed to come within a certain distance of an individual. If you if if we can't be there in a timely fashion, 
to catch that individual, then it's just a revolving system over and over and over. Yep. And, and well, that's, that's the hard part. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go that, ahead, Tom. That's the hard. That's the hard part, Chad. Is that if and if you don't have the officers or the resources, it makes it even more challenging for the victim. Well, part of what was it, what I was going to ask, and you alluded to it in in the answer. That's when I was jumping in. Let's say one is granted, okay, and 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 hopefully they are under the right legal circumstances. How often, Tony, does it stop the criminal element versus they just think? What do I care? I'll be able to get out of here before the police arrive on the scene. Yes, it, it, it's, it's either a scenario like that or they're going to say, you know what, until they catch me, then I, I'm just going to keep doing it. And then, you know, it's, it makes it very difficult because when you have an offender like that who is, who is, who is just uh, um, focused in on causing harm to an individual, it's, it's very tough to uh, stop their stop them or stop their action because at some point it becomes a stalking situation too, where that person is yeah. setting up their own right. surveillance and they're monitoring the victim's every move. And you know, and, that's, and the sad part is, uh, in this situation, is that lucky the kids did not get hurt. Yeah, a hundred percent. We cannot forget that. I've made that point, but it's worth making it again. While this was going on. And really, Tony, we have no idea what trauma took place, but there's seven kids. There's a mother of some of the kids in the in the house itself. Seven kids, ages 2 through 15. You're a father. I'm a father. We've got mother and fathers listening. I don't, I don't know what words you use to those kids. I mean, kids are amazingly resilient, but... That is that will never leave their mind if they're old enough to remember and understand all those circumstances. Right, and and that's the sad part. I mean, they're going to have to have counseling uh, for a long time, and it's that's very sad. But also, you know, just the just the lives that were taken from both officers and the paramedic, uh, and I'm sure the paramedic was coming to try to save one of the officers. So. It makes it the, the whole situation yep. just very, very sad. I'll let you go after this because you know um, once Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, the court cases proved that out, that there has been a lot of conversation about policing in Minneapolis, on the pro, on the con, on the amount of officers, on the officers leaving, uh, the defund the police movement, what is taking place with the state investigation, a federal investigation. And, Tony, I get texts an awful lot where people say too many people have vilified the police, and and that's part of why these assaults have jumped up. My comeback often is, and knowing you and knowing a high number of officers over the years, fortunate enough to know a high number of officers, the overwhelming number of officers are quality people, and they do a, a very good to great job. But like every profession, whether you're a talk show host, police officer, lawyer, doctor, you name it, you're going to have some who are average, good, very good, and great, and you're going to have some who never should have had the job or who made mistakes. And, and I sometimes feel like if you point that out, people are assuming that you're vilifying all police. So it as someone who's lived this, who's pays attention to this, 
What? How do you react to that when people say that too often officers have, have been vilified the last few years? Right, and, and that makes it difficult because you know what? We're they're out there. They're giving their they're they're working their butts off. They're working ten hour shifts right now. Um, I talked to my former colleagues, and they're working so much overtime. It's it, they just don't have the resources. And uh, yeah, like you talked about uh, with the Chauvin situation, even those two officers that had what seven days on the street by themselves, it it was a tragedy for all, and it just it, it's sad. And so we have to get back to the basics and we have to get back to allowing law enforcement to do their job and again having the prosecutors prosecute the case prosecute the case and the court system uh taking taking those cases on do you think there's any doubt that the quality officers the top level officers that some are hesitant to make a decision now on something police related because of some of the fallout Related towards the criticism police and some of the arrests that a number of officers don't agree with? Absolutely. I mean, some of them, and I've talked to them, I still talk to them. Some of them are like, you know what, we don't want to go to jail. It's like, darned if you do, darned if you don't. So, and they're being, they have a microscope over them or Monday morning, being Monday morning quarterback by so many different levels that, you know what, it makes it very difficult for them to do a successful job. Thank you, my friend. Travel safe, and uh, we'll see each other soon. Thanks, Chad. Talk to you later. Tony Adams, he's just one of the best. 30-plus years with the Minneapolis Police Department. Now he's in uh, charge of security for the uh, Timberwolves. Obviously, they have a couple days off back in action Friday against the Bucks. so I really appreciate Tony taking some time. And I thank all the guests that we've had here on the station. The station, I think, has provided you an excellent cross-section of guests. You want to react specifically Anything Tony had to say, I'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and reach out, whether it's a phone call or a text, 651-461-9226. A reminder, because uh, some of you have had a chance to hear this news throughout the day during uh, Ari's news updates, but since we're talking about the fallout from the tragedy, I thought I would remind you again, the news coming out that the joint Memorial service for Paul Elmstrand, Matthew Ruggie, and Adam Finseth will take place February 28th. So it's going to take place one week from today. Uh, More details will come out very soon. So, again, one week from today. I just want to go back to these numbers. Minnesota Reformer had a good story on this also along with the Tribune. But think about these numbers again. 3,400 assaults on officers since 2021. 10% increase last year. And then among those officers who were assaulted, 30% involved in a domestic matter. What in the hell is going on? And I will make the point that I've made over and over again, and it's not hyperbolic. I'm not saying everybody the first time gets 40 years, but whether it's Tony Adams, whether it's Blair Anderson, whether it's Brian O'Hara, Sheriff Devonna Witt, whether it's Bob Fletcher, whether it's former police officers, we're not charging the individuals strong enough 
when they commit a crime. We just aren't. We also, along with the sentencing, and as I say every single time, due process is a mandatory requirement. It, we know money plays a part. We can sit there and say money shouldn't play a part, but I walk in there with Joe Freeberg, and you walk in with someone who's just worked on 30 other cases that day. Who has a better chance? Um, and, and we know some of the data on race is different also. It's, it's out there. The data is overwhelming on that. So you should have your representation. You should have your time in court. This should not be a rush process. Also, when you are going through whatever sentencing that you have faced, uh, there should be ways for you to learn and, and legitimate rehabilitation. But how many times do we have to hear? It's so much of the same individuals who are committing these crimes. And, I mean, we had the Dakota County Sheriff on the other day, Dakota County Sheriff uh, Joe Lico, where he said in his jails, and everyone in there is not a violent offense, but there's a pretty good percentage who are involved, sadly, 75% repeat offenders. And I'm not calling for 40 years every time the first time. I'm not calling for let's uh, bring the guillotine out. And, again, as we said with Tony's, we say others, there are times when people are falsely charged, where they're targeted for no other reason than their youth, their race, their gender. And these cops are not the majority, not even close but they need to be dismissed as quickly as possible. So there are, there are outliers. There are individuals who should not face these charges. But the high, high percentage who go through this process rightly face the examination, which is our justice system. And we're just too damn soft. I'm sorry. We just are. And... There is a reality to this. There is a perception to it. Do I think, do, am I skeptical of the number of criminals who have evil intent or just have stupidity in mind, like the Kansas City story, where it's just people are looking at each other for too long or the wrong way? And there wasn't history. It's just, hey, who are you looking at? I'm looking at you. And then, boom, of course, they have a weapon on. Okay, so there's all sorts of ways we arrive at this. But I really think we should take a long, hard look at repeat offenders and what we are doing. And it shouldn't all be dictated by the money you have and the quality of attorney you have. And obviously, every case is not the same. There are particulars, there are details. There are judges and representatives who matter. But how many damn times do we need to hear this before we act in this? Can we also further advance the rehabilitation options? Absolutely we can. Can we further look at police officers 
who have been involved in corruption and wonder why they still have their jobs? Absolutely we can. Let's do all of them. Let's continue to have action as opposed to just dialogue, which when we get past the story, it doesn't amount to any changes. Let's see what happens with red flag laws. Okay, Let's see if red flag laws in this state uh, have an effect. In this case, had no effect. It's uh, 33 past two here in CCO. So at uh, some point I was planning on talking about insomnia. Uh, just when I thought I was having more success with it, it's absolutely crushing me the last week. But I want to talk, we can, we can get to that uh, at some point, because sadly it's part of my life. It's part of <laughs> tens of millions of lives in this country, and it's horrifyingly painful if you have it at a bad level, and sadly... I do. But let's let's get to Joe Biden and let's get to uh, student debt. There's a lot of other politics we could get to with Donald Trump last night. I mean, saying partially the right things about uh, Navalny, where it's sad, it's very brave. He probably shouldn't have gone back. Horrible thing. But then he compares himself to Navalny. Then we got the key witness. With uh, Joe Biden, the corruption and the FBI now reporting to the special counselor that working with uh, some level of Russian intelligence. Um, But this one is Joe Biden in student debt. And it's one I've talked about. Jason's talked about Adam Jordan have talked about before. And it continues. And let me say at the start, I was incredibly lucky like others, who are incredibly lucky when I did not have this concern. When my father helped me out with college loans, I had a budget, I had jobs, but I was helped out, and I absolutely understand that tens of millions every single year don't have that, and I never, ever take for granted how lucky I was in that way. Joe Biden is doing this. Let's just be honest. Let's get to it right away because he believes in it and also for political reasons. I believe that 100%. It is both. That he looks at the cost of colleges. He looks at what student loans and what they do to people for years. And he also looks at this and says, I want to get help to these people because I need them to vote for me because I like this job and want to stay in this job. So today, just a minor little number is canceled. $1.2 billion in student loan debt. That's another 153,000 borrowers. He has now canceled in student debt $138 billion for close to four million borrowers. We got a major, major problem with college costs. We have talked about this for decades. People are living it right now. You want to send, uh, I want to text me what you're paying right now for your student loan debt, maybe even how long you're paying it. 
I'd be curious to see through a text. 651-461-9226. College costs, do they ever slow down? The extraordinary administrative costs associated with college, do they ever slow down? The amount of people that we bring to colleges, do, do, do they ever face budget considerations? Doesn't seem like it. Maybe pandemic-related, but, man, this industry just keeps going. It's almost like it's the the trifecta running this situation. So, yeah, that's the core issue. The core issue, and by the way, we had a good conversation last week about the number of jobs where do you really need a college degree? And the number of businesses, ones that only certain people know about are major names where they're uh, they're talking to you for job interviews even if you don't have a college degree. And I say to that, bravo. I'm so glad I ended up going to college and, and what it taught me and showed me, and I'm glad my two older boys did, but it's not a requirement for everybody. But the issue is the continued increase. And this is the point that I've made many times before. How do we decide on who is getting this benefit and how do we decide who's not getting the benefit? It has to help out. Well, my God, we're wiping away $138 billion in debt. By the way, part of Biden's plan was stopped by the Supreme Court. Seemingly a small part. Because this continues to happen. They find different ways that, so far legally, they've held up. But let's go through the exercise again. You have uh, two kids. They're close in age. They're finishing high school. You want them to go to college. So you work three extra jobs. Or you take out loans that were incredibly onerous. Or your kids don't go to college because you were worried about the loans they would face or the loans you would face. How, how do we reward those folks? How do we pay those folks back? Because they're a part of this debate also. I get it. Again, text me. If you're still paying either for yourself or your kids, student loan debt right now, or how long you did, I'd love to hear some of the numbers. 651-461-9226. It's incredibly difficult to go to four-year college. Let's say it takes you five years, like a lot of folks, and all of a sudden you're, you get, like most of us, a low-paying job, and you're, you're trying to get an apartment. And what a novel concept. You're trying to get food and lodging and Maybe have just a little bit of fun. It's a pain in the ass. And so the concept of slowing down the cost, sign me up. But on rewarding folks, and again, I was incredibly lucky. I'm going to say that multiple times. I don't want that to be uh, not a part of the conversation. This is a transparent show. I was fortunate. Absolutely had a budget and had issues uh, that I had to stay within, but... Did I have help with college? Yeah, I did. But so what do we do? Do we just say, hey, tough break for you when you didn't go to college? 
or tough break for you when you went to college, you worked two, three jobs and missed out on opportunities, or your parents missed out on opportunities. And uh, I think we're picking and choosing. And again, if you don't think politics is a part of this, uh, then I've got the uh, pyramids behind the house in Plymouth that I can sell you. Do I think conceptually Joe Biden and most Democrats agree with it? Yeah, I do. I don't think it's that big a cash grab or that bring of a big of a political grab. But when it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, and, and these are individuals, younger individuals, and individuals of color have been hit disproportionately by these loans and the Latino support and the black support for Joe Biden compared to 2020 has changed dramatically. Are politics a part of these conversations? If, if, if you're saying they're not, I just think you're a Biden ideologue or Democratic ideologue, or you're just not being honest. What do you want to say? Through a text or a phone call? 651-461-9226. Joe Biden has now canceled $138 billion of student debt, and there's a lot of ramifications for others who are not getting any benefit whatsoever. What do you want to say? Phone call or text? 651-461-9226. All right, we can we can pot the open down. Jason, you only get the open oh, once. Fine. I mean, I mean, if you get an open for every one of these visits, I mean, just too much. Too much. It's my fault. I'm exhausting. Uh, among the attacks on the student debt conversation, my wife still has debt from graduating law school in 98. We got married in 04, still paying, have one in college, one in mi- middle school. Um my 26-year-old daughter is 130000 in school debt. Um, just paid over 25000 for a family student loans. My son has 140000 in student loans. It's coming up again. I think you heard a little bit of the conversation, yep. Jason, where more canceled today. Joe Biden is up to canceling student loan debt of $139 billion. I think he financially believes in this. And I also think it is politics, politics, politics. And I just keep going back to the other folks who made different decisions, worked more jobs, didn't go to school. And what are they getting as a contrast to what these other folks are getting with just the ridiculous loans they also thought they would have to pay? Yeah. It's hard because, so what are you advocating for? They should do nothing or they should do it for everyone? Or what is the, what is the realistic solution to that dilemma? I think the realistic solution to me is we directly address college cost right now. But that doesn't because do I anything for debt that, because the issue. What, the, the, what, what do we do to those folks who work these jobs and missed out on these opportunities? I mean, yeah. they, well, they have a different fair. type you of debt a, we're not you, addressing. Well, and, and maybe maybe that's a, if there's a financial debt, you know, this is and I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it. But I'm just saying that, yes, college debt, uh, college cost is a problem. It is a problem. But college debt is a drag on the overall economy. So the debt that people have are keeping them from buying houses and, you know, uh, moving or getting married and so if you believe that, that that particular debt, since it falls on a younger demographic that is struggling uh, incredibly right now, 
is there a reasonable case to be made that, like, look, yes, all these things are issues, but this issue is a drag on the overall economy? I would say there, there should be a lessening of the rates, but to this extent of paying off the loans because of his fairness to others, I think it's too far. Yeah. I really do. I get it. I, I personally would rather see forward-looking policies that people, people know about, right? So, like, what we saw in Minnesota with making college free to people under a certain income level for uh, Minnesota state schools. I think that's smart. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. You can make decisions on it now. You will always have this fairness debate when you deal with something that is after people have made their decisions, right? Yeah, that's that's. So that's there's no reason. way around it. It is unfair. The The reality is that... And that, politics are a part of it. Yeah. Oh, of course. They were when Trump, like, sent, uh, oh, God, sent yes. letters out reminding everyone of the nice uh, Trump checks that they got. Like, it's always... Mm-hmm. That's always politics. But this is, yep. for sure, I, this is... They also believe it. So it's not, like, a cynical... Well, it's as cynical as everything in politics. But this yeah, has been say, something they've been... Cynicism. Completely yeah. off. Yep. It's been something they've uh, been campaigning on anyway. Were you surprised, Joe Polad, who at times isn't the most comfortable in interviews, but he's certainly more comfortable now than he was, let's say, a year ago, was as candid as he was yesterday. Uh, not popular. Uh, I don't agree with it myself personally. But as Candy's was, on, if you think we're going to sign one of these big-name free agents that's left out there, Stop that. We're not doing that. Uh, No, I wasn't surprised. I mean, the Twins as an organization have been signaling this and saying this since November. So I'm a little surprised at the outcry. Um, You know, uh, look, I'm not I, I don't know. I'm not enough of a ball guy to get in the argument about, you know, what is the right payroll? How much should we be spending? I did ask. I think it's a tough signal after you come close to cut payroll. But you also have to look at it and say, all right, well, who do people want? Like, what is Are we just arguing about a number? Like, I don't know. Oh, I think there are names out there, you know, and it doesn't have to be the $30 million guys. There were other names out there. I just think this was an opportunity where they should have seized the advantage. Let's pause, come back, talk canopy, and then Jason will take you home. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.